Financial Grown-Up Guide, Five Tips to Figure Out Your Financial Future with Certified Financial Planner, Brian Ursu, author of Now What? A Practical Guide to Figuring Out Your Financial Future. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, Certified Financial Planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money, but it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends. We are in a season of our lives where For the most part, we all feel financially fragile or people close to us do. Even if we have a job, we know anything can happen. We have to make tough choices. And I'm using the word choices carefully because in some cases, we don't really actually have choices. It's painful. Experts tell us to pay ourselves first, but excuse me, should we pay our rent or mortgage first? I don't know. I think the rent and mortgage have a good case going. So yes, you may have to do things that a year ago you never could imagine. And yes, for example, grownups may have to have roommates after having your own place. You may have to do some very ungrown-up things to get by. The rules are changing. I gave our guest Brian Ursu, a certified financial planner and the author of Now What? A Practical Guide to Figuring Out Your Financial Future, a hard time for some of the things that he suggested we do, given all that is going on. But he won me over. And I bet you'll get on board soon too. Even grownups need some tough love. Here is Brian Ursu. Brian Ursu, so glad to have you here on Financial Grownup and congratulations on your recent book, Now What? A Practical Guide to Figuring Out Your Financial Future. We're very happy to have you. You've brought a number of tips. And by the way, I should mention you are a certified financial planner. You've brought with you five tips on how we can all figure out our financial future. We're going to talk more about you and your business afterwards, but let's get right to those tips, starting with the first one, which is pretty fundamental. Sure. The first one I think is important is to be deliberate and be intentional about what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Too many times people wake up in their 40s and 50s and feel like, oh, I should have already known all this stuff. But if you didn't spend your time in your early 20s and 30s figuring it out, you're not going to know it at 40 and 50. And a lot can happen. You can veer off course dramatically before then. So make it intentional to learn this and read my book or read other books about how to get yourself set up for scoring position. Are there other resources you would recommend besides just reading a book? Because people sometimes don't even know where to begin. Should you be talking to your friends, for example, and getting advice from them? I mean, where do you go? Where are the best sources you think that are realistic for people? Okay, this is going to sound crass, but don't go to your friends because they know very little more than you do, right? And so this is one area in which you need to go to experts. And you know, your podcast is a perfect example And I've listened through a number of those interviews. You can pick up so much just from listening to a podcast. You don't have to pick up a book, dial into this podcast or others that are going to be financially related. Download them, listen to them at your leisure. Okay, let's get into more of your tips. So the second piece of advice that you have is don't spend more than you make. And I'm doing a virtual eye roll here because, okay, Brian, we've heard this so many times easier said than done. I have been in so many situations where I absolutely had some kind of 
thing happen, whether, you know, look, people this year has been so weird with COVID. People have had all kinds of crazy expenses. We're not talking about buying a fancy purse. We're talking about braces for your kids. And if you wait, maybe the window to fix their teeth is not going to be as good or whatever. But how much do you love your kids? <laughs> really? <laughs> I could love my kids with crooked teeth. No, I'm kidding. So braces are important and emergencies do come up. And that's why, you know, number four is establish an emergency fund. But going back to don't spend more than you make, this is just in the everyday practice of your life, right? Not counting unforeseen events. Have a budget. I know it sounds old fashioned and people don't like to hear that word, but look at what you make and then look at your fixed expenses, my rent, my insurance, taxes, things like that. And then look at the variable expenses, things that are optional, that are lifestyle related, where we drive meaning from our life in those variable expenses. And you got to make sure that they fit under your income. And what happens too often is that we use a credit card, which I think are evil and will lead you down a path of financial failure to justify spending more than we make. I was guilty. So I did it too. So I'm, I've learned from my own mistakes. Share with us one of those mistakes. Oh, so like when we were first married a million years ago, we would go on trips and just put it on a credit card. You know, we live for today and we'll pay it off later. And later, an amount of debt accumulated, and it then restricted our movement. Like, you're not going to go on a trip now because you've got to pay this down. Let's go to number three. Yeah, pay yourself first. Nobody is going to take care of you. In the old days, you used to work for an employer for 30 years, and at the end, they gave you a, a party and a pension that you would live on for the rest of your life. That doesn't exist any longer, and I hate to be the one to tell you, Social Security, as we know it, won't exist when you get there. It'll be different from where it is now. So the only one that's going to be looking out for you in the future is you. And it's your present self that's going to take care of your future self. And take it from me, a relatively old guy, your future self gets here a lot quicker than you really had planned or thought about. In terms of priorities, though, that's really tough because a lot of people are facing other obligations. And you may say, pay yourself first. But what about paying your rent? What about paying your debt, your student debt, your credit card debt, whatever it may be? You do have these obligations and you can't just not pay your bill. So what do you recommend when people have to make those tough choices? Those are tough choices. And that's when we go back to the budget and look at the variable expenses. And I bet you I could go to any one of your listeners budget and cut some variable expenses. It's not cool to go down on your data plan or to not have the latte or forego something, but that's where we would find that extra money. And if not, you know, if your fixed costs are too high, well, maybe you need to rent, maybe you need to bring in a roommate, maybe you need to do something else or go into the gig economy and, and work for ship or Uber or whatever it is. The math is the math. You can't spend more than you make and you have to make paying yourself first a priority. So I get it when there are seasons of our life where it may not be possible, right? you're going through a really tough time. And this is really a perfect example. You got to give yourself a break. I can't pay myself first right now. I'm just trying to make the ends meet, right? But this is a season of my life and I'm not creating a lifestyle that is going to be forever and make it a priority. As soon as this gets finished, maybe it's a year or two. Now I'm going to start paying myself first. Now I'm going to get caught up on that because that's a priority. And how do you decide between 
you know, it's one thing to say, okay, cut out the lattes, and we all hate that stereotype. Okay, but cut out the everyday little nickel and dimey things to getting to a point where you decide to change your living situation, taking a roommate or downsize. I mean, those are really big life decisions. They are big life decisions, but how bad do you want financial security, right? So you have to make that a priority. And maybe it's not right now. And maybe it will be five years from now. I mean, and your circumstances will change, but you have to make that a priority. One exercise that I used to have clients do a long time ago was get a receipt of everything you spend and do that for two weeks, right? Whether it's a cup of coffee, a a newspaper, a download, whatever it is, just keep a receipt of all those. And so you can look through It'd be kind of like a diary of all your expenditures. And in there, you will find where the frivolous expenses are. And by the way, going back to the idea of, you know, when you talk about paying yourself first, that you can do in an automated way. I think another thing people can do is go through your automated payments and see what you might be paying for that you're no longer using. Is that something that you've ever done or recommended? Oh my gosh. I mean, we're in the subscription economy, right? And so all of us have subscribed to certain things. And look back, have you used those in the last three months? And if not, maybe that's a place to save money. And yeah, I did that just recently. And I got rid of some subscriptions. I forgot that I even had because they're auto deduct. So it's automatically coming out. And then it was aha moment. Very good. I want to circle back. We had mentioned before, but our fourth tip from you is talking about an emergency fund. And it's interesting that you bring this up because this is not a new concept. We've been saying this, you know, till we're blue in the face. And the reality is that most Americans have very small emergency funds. I think some statistics talk about $400. And there've been times when we've talked about just even get, you know, $1,000 in the bank is good. But the truth is we've learned from this pandemic which I think the typical recommendation has been realistically three to six months, maybe six to nine, if you're a single earner family. We're getting past the six-month mark here. So talk about emergency funds and how attitudes towards emergency funds may be evolving with what's going on now. Well, I wrote about it in the book. And when I wrote about it, I jokingly said, you know, you may have a zombie apocalypse, right? And so that was so far-fetched. I never in my wildest dream thought of a global pandemic as a reason to have an emergency fund. But here we are six months into it. And so the statistics are pretty scary. I think it's something like 75% of Americans couldn't withstand a $1,000 surprise or unexpected expense. And that happens pretty easily to get a $1,000 unexpected expense. And so the idea is, as rule number one, be deliberate, make this a priority to at least get the $1,000, right? And then from there, move to the three to six months. And you're exactly right. If you're a single family, single parent household, you need to err on, on the side of a higher amount, six to nine months. And we've seen through this pandemic that Maybe one person loses their job, but the other one is going to uh, hold it up. Well, if, if you're it, you better have more on, on the emergency fund. Yeah. And what about diversified income streams? We didn't really talk about that, but that's important in terms of having an emergency fund. You can have the emergency fund, but maybe have other things that can bring in income if you're the single earner. Yeah. I mean, you can if you're able to pull it off. But if you're a single parent, you know, just having one income stream is going to be a struggle. But if you can do it, um, having multiple income streams, whether it's rental income or the gig economy, as I mentioned, that secures you a little bit more. And so maybe you wouldn't have to have as much in the emergency fund. Your final tip, your fifth tip is to think long term. 
I'm going to give you a little bit of a hard time here because I think people also have to think short term because here we are in this coronavirus situation and people also need to worry about whether they can pay their bills this week. We're in a a season of life that hopefully we'll never have to experience again. And you have to give yourself a break. I gave myself a break with my diet and I accidentally put on 12 pounds because I didn't know where my next meal was coming from when things shut down. And so I just started eating everything. And so I gave myself a break because this is a, a, an unusual season. At some point, and it was last week, I started to get serious and change that again and, and to start to think long term of my future self. So when it comes to your finances, thinking long term, here's a crazy idea. If you go to Snapchat or whatever you prefer that has a filter, do an aged filter of yourself and look at what yourself will look like when you're older. And that's the person that you're responsible for. In fact, a study showed that when people saw their aged self in a an app, they increased their contributions to their employer-sponsored retirement plan. They thought, oh, I got to take care of that person that I'm look, uh, looking at. And that's exactly what they did. There is a balance to think short-term, uh, whatever personal crisis you may be going through right now, whether it's a loss of job or a loss of, of a loved one. That's when you have to give yourself a break and say, I have to take care of me today. A global pandemic is a perfect example. I have to take care of me today. I can't think long term. But once the season is over, that's when you get back to, I owe it to my future self to take care of that person. I think that's so important that you also have to forgive yourself if you get off track in the short term, because this is such a unique time. And that doesn't mean you can't achieve your long term goals. You may have to make some tweaks and be a little more aggressive in terms of your savings and and so on. But you absolutely can get back on track. And we've all had a lot of short-term challenges in this time. So thank you so much. These are wonderful things for all of us to think about. Congratulations again on your book, Now What? A Practical Guide to Figuring Out Your Financial Future. Brian Ursu, where can people find you and learn more about everything that you do? The best place would be the website uh, for the book, the landing page, which is brianursu.com, B-R-I-A-N-U-R-S-U.com. And there you can download a budget guide for free and then the first four chapters. Let me tell you, if you like the first four chapters, you'll like the rest of the book. If you don't like the first four chapters, keep it to yourself and don't buy the book (laughs) because it won't get any better (laughs) after that. Well, I love the book. I think it's very good because it has a lot of very specific advice and it's realistic. And I think that's something we all need. It's a little bit of tough love sometimes, but that's not a bad thing, Brian. Sure. And may I add one thing? This is not one of the five tips, but one of the secrets to financial success that is little known and little talked about is avoiding mistakes. It's not some incredible insight on your investments, uh, whether you get it on the ground floor on Tesla or Google or something like that. It's avoiding mistakes. And if you can avoid mistakes by educating yourself and focus on that and being deliberate, uh, you're going to be so much farther ahead. Absolutely. Put in the time, put in the effort, focus on it and put yourself first. It all comes down to that. Right. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks, Bobby. It was great being here. Okay, my friends, here's my take. Financial grown-up tip number one. Brian talked about the importance of educating yourself and that friends are not always the best sources, to say the least, because they're not experts. But friends can be great motivators. So consider choosing a book about money to read with your friends 
and then maybe discuss it and share your ideas. It can be Brian's or you can go through my author interviews here on the podcast or just ask friends what they like, what books they've enjoyed, but read books that resonate and then get together, socially distanced or virtually, whatever, but have the conversation as peers. Financial grown-up tip number two. Brian talked about the app that makes you look older and how it gets us to think about our future self. Do that. But after you do that, go pull up a picture of younger you and think about how you see money differently with the grown-up life experience that you now have. And tell me what you come up with. You can DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel, or email the show at hello at financialgrownup.com. If you like the show, please leave a review. I love to hear from you guys. Big thanks, for example, recently, I got a review from Maureen SK. She wrote, fail forward. Listening to Bobby on episode 300 made me laugh at her totally relatable stories. Who can't remember being unmotivated at times in high school, getting a D while studying abroad? Do they really expect students to study? Having that horrible boss. Thanks for making it real and relatable. This is a new take on being a financial grown-up. Thank you so much, Maureen. I really appreciate the review. And thank you in advance to any of you who do leave reviews for the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. I love doing it for you guys. And of course, thanks to Now What author Brian Ursu for helping us all be financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.